with a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. It's conference championship weekend, and I don't even know if it could live up to the hype of what the divisional round gave us, but for this round, we'll make picks on each of the games, offer you a teaser too, and I think I got a Moneyline Matty pick for you as well. But first, with me as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Atridge. Andy! What's up, buddy? Dude, if I was doing any better, I'd need two suits right now. Oh, last weekend was football porn. It was, yeah, like high quality HD porn. Like my wife walked in the room, I had to make sure I had zone on and not Pornhub. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, obviously my 49ers won and and how they won was even crazier than the fact that they did win. Uh, um, always nice to see Aaron Rodgers, you know, walk off the field with a little frowny face on. That was my favorite part of the weekend. I was, I was thinking, like, as a Bears fan, like, it was only a few weeks ago where he's at Soldier Field saying, I own you. Well, guess what? We own him. Robbie motherfucking gold. How about that guy? Well, I think... You know, there's a reason why we, we, we snagged him from the NFC North. So he knows what it's like to kick at Lambeau in those conditions. So that, that paid dividends. Kick was down the middle and good! 49ers win it! Well, and, you know, one more thing I got to say about that Niners game before we move on is that that block punt, like huh. special teams... Uh, if that's when you decide to get up and take a piss, man, you're missing out on a whole great game of football because that can swing a game. That momentum shift, that was unrecoverable for Green Bay. Well, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that Green Bay had 10 guys on the field for that play. So, yeah. so Matt LaFleur, if you can't count to 11, then you don't deserve to win the game. Hey, I, we do have to give a, a shout-out to Bill's Mafia. Uh, what a football game. I thought 13 seconds, even the great Patrick Mahomes can't do anything. And then the Bills did something that you've heard me talk about for years on this on this podcast. And they changed defenses into let's just sit back and let them do whatever. And I think you dance with the one that brought you. Yeah. Right. And whatever you were doing defensively was working and it was working to the where at least you weren't giving up any big plays and you could have for 13 seconds, you could have won the football game, but instead you laid back. And when you do that against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, that's just that's complete idiocy. It was horrible coaching. And uh, I just I can't fathom why they they do. I prevents just prevent you from winning. Well, that's what I was going to say. Steve Young used to say exactly that. They prevent you from winning. And, you know, they, they could have done a squib kick and taken a couple more seconds off the clock. There's a bunch of things that they could have done a little differently. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing to have. Um, but you may not have seen this. Um, it's kind of been an inspiring story. Chiefs fans um, raised a bunch of money for Bill's Mafia um, for the OCA Children's Hospital. And they were... They were soliciting donations in increments of 13, and uh, they've raised almost 200 grand. 
So, pretty classy, I thought. I tip my hat to you. I do just that. Bum, 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 bum. Take it right off for you, but I have got a yeah big shout out to the chiefs fan base there for doing that obviously for uh josh allen and his mother which yeah. is a, a fantastic uh a nod and a, a classy things to classy thing to do that'll do pig that'll do now my heart does not go out to the packers their fans or of course Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know you did some digging around, talked to who's in the know, and you found out there's a few things he might be doing here in the offseason. Maybe five things that he might be doing in the offseason? The, the list is long, but I'll give you the top five. Well, the list is long, but distinguished. Yeah, well, so is my Johnson. Here's the top five things that Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing in the offseason. Number five will appear on a historic Pat McAfee podcast where he proves there was no moon landing, that the earth is flat, and reveals once and for all who shot JFK. Are you seeing a psychiatrist? Because I got a flash for you, young man. You're not Copus Mentis. Number four. Will perfect the Wisconsin art of making cheese so that he will have something to go with the constant wine that is the little bitch who wears number 12. You're a whiny little <laughs> bitch. Number three. Will author his first children's book called Green Eggs and Ivermectin. That Sam I am, that Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. You have smoked yourself retarded. Number two. Tens on starting a support group for people who are afraid of needles. Also included will be people that are allergic to haircuts, chronic liars, and those that have an addiction to losing big games in the playoffs. Get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. And now, the number one. Shining Robbie Gold's shoes. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Man, that feels good. No fucking legend, man. Well, Andy, it's conference championship weekend. Let's fire it up. Yeah, man, let's fire this thing up. Well, the first game Sunday is the AFC Championship game with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals heading over to Kansas City. The Chiefs are seven-point home favorites with the over-under sitting at 54.5. And And, uh, Cincy, 5-3 on the road, KC 7-2 at home. Uh, One of the big stats, though, is KC averages 32. 3.2 3.2 points per game in the playoffs with Mahomes under center. Um, you know, but Joe Burrow, he doesn't shy away from the bright lights either. He's 6 and 0 in his career in postseason games dating back to college. And uh, I got one more odd little stat for you. Um, but it's really telling about how Andy Reid has structured his offense. The Chiefs are 12 and 1 when they average fewer than five yards a carry this season. That's the best win percentage in the NFL. And they're two and four when they average five or more yards per carry. That's counterintuitive to my football brain. Normally, run the ball, get many yards per per carry, you're going to win the game. I don't think that was by intent, but <laughs> I see what you're going at. 
Uh, well, it just goes to show you how Reed, whether it's by intent or not, like they're winning games based on just spreading defenses out, making them confused, and using Patrick Mahomes' quick thinking to spread the ball around the field. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, one it guy seems to be a formula that works. <laughs> so far, so far. Um, Cincinnati, though, they've. They've now allowed 21 points or fewer in regulation time in six of its last seven games and eight of their last 10. So their defense is playing pretty good. And Pro Bowl defensive back for Kansas City Chiefs, Teron uh, Matthew, a.k.a. the Honey Badger, still in concussion protocol. Now, apparently, Andy Reid said that he will be practicing this week. I don't think he's done that quite yet. But, yeah, he's had to clear concussion protocols. And this guy's a two-time all-pro all cornerback. So that's that's a huge piece of the puzzle. So as of this recording, he's not in. Please keep an eye on that because it's going to affect – it should affect the line uh, a half a point here or there um, because you saw after he went out last game um, how easy it was for, for Buffalo to move the ball down the field. Well, the Chiefs are very uh, multi-dimensional on offense. Um, the Bengals, not as much, could, because it seems like almost everything runs through Jamar Chase, right? Uh, Burrow's averaging 11.7 yards a pass when targeting Jamar this season. Um, that's an incredible amount. And a lot of the offense is running through Jamar Chase. You think the Chiefs could, if they take Jamar Chase out of it, can the Bengals win it without him? Well, he, he did have a bit of a field day the last time they played each other on January the 2nd. Exactly. He had like, well, well over 150 yards receiving, a couple touchdowns. I mean, he would, the, Burrow was just throwing jump passes to him mostly. Don't see that changing. But again, that's the reason why having the Honey Badger out is such a big deal. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Yeah, I think that's I, I I agree with you. I think the honey badger being out is a, a it's a point. Well, I, even if it's a half point, I think that well, should play on the spread. Point, it's it's major, right? If you go to seven and a half, that's big, right? Badgers, badgers, we don't need no stinking badgers. Well, here's a hey, Andy. Before we go on, yes. I forgot because it's Commerce Championship weekend. We got a little extra time. So let's make it trivia time. Oh, my favorite. All right. The Bengals are 2-0 and right now in Conference Championship games. And they are one of two teams that have played and never lost a Conference Championship. The other team is 5-0 and in Conference Championship games. Who is it? It can't be the Bills. Yeah, it could be the Bills. No, it can't be the Bills. Uh, Denver? The New York football giants. Really? Yep. 5-0 and oh in conference championship games. Huh. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I would never guess that. Not in a million yeah. years. That is a bonkers stat. Well, so this game, buddy... I think KC, they're at home. They look like they're unstoppable right now. That's usually when they lose. 
<laughs> right, it is though. Oh no, absolutely, you're right. I mean, they looked they looked so good last week on offense. Like I honestly, and I and I mean this sincerely. With 13 seconds left, I'm like, this game is not over yet. Um, and the Bills had the what was it the the second ranked defense in the top, NFL? Top ranked defense. The top ranked defense. That's that's right. The Niners are the second. Yeah. Yeah, so they had the they placed the they they just played the best defense in the NFL and just out out gunned them. I I think that Kansas City wins this game, but you know what? I'm gonna take Cincinnati on the backdoor cover. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to be tossing the ball around quite a bit uh, to to be in the ball game, which is exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. And I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll throw out a prop bet for you. Joe Burrow, over and under uh, passing yards, set a 286.5. Now, he's cleared this total in five of his past seven games, and in those seven games, has averaged 338 yards. So he can throw the ball. Jamar Chase can catch the ball. So I like the over on that prop, by the way. Oh, dude, that prop is like having a license to print your own money. Yeah. You take the over on that and you laugh all the way to the bank that the casinos put it that low. I got a couple other props that I'll, I'll throw out and share. When you think of the last game, you, you pictured Kelsey grabbing the ball over the middle with just a few seconds left to set up the tie field goal. You picture Hill running away from absolutely everyone, giving the peace sign 10 yards from the end zone. But Byron Pringle quietly has been having a really good second half of the season, and his over-under in receiving yards is 37.5. I think he's going to be the beneficiary of some bracket coverage on the other two guys we just mentioned. So Byron Pringle over 37.5 yards. Uh, Another one, and this is the, the newest household name, the, the chic man of the week, Evan McPherson, the Cincinnati Bengals place kicker. Wow. That kid is, uh, he's very young. He's a rookie. And right now, the over-under on his total points, six and a half. So, what, two field goals and an extra point? Um, now, it's sitting at minus 130, so you got to pay a little bit of juice. But since their bye in Week 10, he's only had one game in which he failed to hit two field goals. So, again, I think that's another gimme. Yeah, that's a great one as well because there's not supposed to be any high winds or any precipitation, and it's actually going to be above freezing for the yeah. game. So very decent weather for a kicker to make their money. Yeah. Um, do you have any other props, Matthew? Uh, you know what, man? I I love what you presented. I had a speech ready, but my dog ate it. I do like, uh, I know that you have one team to take their first time out. That and it is, looks pretty promising. This is the prop of all props. Now, I'm not going to take credit for coming up with this one myself. I found it on AOL's website. But check this out, okay? So team to take their first time out. Both sides are at minus 115. Over the last three seasons... Zach Taylor's Bengals have called the first time out in 53% of games, compared to 30% for Andy Reid. Kansas City called the first time out in 33.5% of their home games this year, while Cincinnati called a timeout for 78% of the time when they were on the road. 
And nine of the 12 timeouts the Bengals called first this season were before the two-minute warning, meaning that they're not just calling in order to stop the clock at the end of the half. And in fact, four of those 12 timeouts were taken in the first quarter. I don't know how much more of an edge you can ask for. Anything can happen. But if you consider the loud crowd noise at Arrowhead Stadium, and this is this guy's first trip to the playoffs, I can easily see them calling a timeout to just to regroup and figure out what the hell they're doing in the first quarter. All right, so I like the Bengals here, plus seven. What are you thinking for the spread? I like the Bengals plus seven. Hey, it's a mutual admiration society. Get a room, you two. We're in a room. Well, then lose some weight. Hey, hey. And our second game on Sunday, the NFC Championship takes place in Los Angeles, and it's a division rivalry at that. The Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Rams three and a half point favorites, with 46 being your total for the game. San Francisco six and three on the road. They've been money on the road this season. LA five and three at home. Now, the AFC may not believe that defense wins championships, but the (laughs) NFC sure as shit does. The Niners have the third-ranked defense in the league. Rams may only be ranked number 17th overall, but they've got some serious playmakers on the pass rush and in the secondary that can wreak havoc, especially on a passing offense. But this has to be said, Andy. The Niners are winners of six straight against the Rams, and Jimmy G has never lost to them in his career. So the Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I like to refer this uh, to this as the Rodney Dangerfield line because the 49ers are not getting any respect here. Well, that's the story of my life. No respect. You mentioned that you know Garoppolo's 6-0. and oh. In those six games, he's had a passer rating of 96 with 1,549 yards passing, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. And this is the same Jimmy G that got them to the Super Bowl two years ago. This is the same Jimmy G that has a 5-1 and one career playoff record. Same Jimmy G that is 45-18 and 18 as a career starter. So I'm really not sure where the discrepancy is, but I'm really happy that it's over a field goal for betting purposes. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think this line should be sitting at three points as well. That hook gives a distinct advantage to anybody that's going to be betting the Niners line. To even buffer your point, uh, Matthew Stafford is seven is the seventeenth quarterback over the last forty seasons to start a conference championship game in their first season with a team. Thirteen of the previous sixteen lost in the conference championship. Wow. Now, I know what you were kind of getting at with Jimmy G. He does have a little bit of his detractions, right? He has fewer than 175 pass yards in each of his four career playoff wins. Uh, That's the most uh, since the year 2000 in the NFL. But I actually kind of look at that as a positive. I think Jimmy G is a cool-headed guy who is capable of making the right decision when you need him. But because you've got a great defense and a great running game, 
you can control the ball. And this is like Shanahan's money. So I don't really see that as a big detraction. I, you know, the 49ers have such a great defense that only one player has rushed for 60 or more yards in a game since week 10. And that was Seattle and Travis Homer, 73 of his 80 yards were on a fake punt. <laughs> right? Like uh, you're, so the Rams are going to have a hard time putting the ball on the ground. It's going to come up to Matt Stafford. And especially when you've got the hook on that three points, I don't know if I trust that kid to cover it. I, I don't. Um, he's one in five lifetime against the four or against Garoppolo, but or in the 49ers rather. But obviously, that's you know, uh, what four of those were with the Rams. Now, before we get into our picks, do you have any more uh, prop bets you'd like to get off your chest? Yeah, I got a couple here. Um, I no, I one other thing I do want to point out as it relates to the rushing attack for the 49ers in the two games that they played against the Rams this season, obviously won both. They averaged averaged 87 and a half yards more per game on the ground than the Rams did. Not 87 yards per game, 87 more yards than the Rams did per game. So that that's there's the discrepancy uh, in terms of how the 49ers approach it and how the Rams do, and. I got a trivia question for you. Oh, give her. Well, the answer is pretty self-evident. But did you know that the 49ers have been to five of the last 11 NFC Championship games? I did know that, but that's not really trivia. The line is a non sequitur. Well, no, it's not really trivia. You gave we, me the answer, Andy. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty obvious or I wouldn't have been asking the question. That's like trivia for kids on the short bus. Well, you can take the short bus to uh, SoFi Stadium, like the Rams will. Um, and speaking of which, I heard that about 65% of the tickets are going to be 49er fans. So once again, uh, 49ers faithful, touring across wherever they need to be. To it's a home the- game. Yeah, it's a home game. And in fact, um, the Rams put out this this tweet saying, don't sell your tickets to any 49ers. And then Joe Staley, future Hall of Famer Joe Staley and Frank Gore said, hey, if you want to sell your tickets, we'll buy them for you and we'll give them to 49er fans. So you got a, an entire organization and culture supporting that team. So anyway, back to the prop bets. Um, San Fran to win on the first half at plus 155. Pretty vanilla. Oh, by the way, my vanilla teaser cash last week with Buffalo in the over and Maddie's tribet cashed and we were correct on three of the four money line sides. So anyway, these have been coming through the one that I like, and it's a guy you haven't heard too much from recently. And that's George Kittle. Um, he didn't play a prominent role in the, in the last game or even the one against the Cowboys, but for him to score an anytime touchdown is a plus one seventy five. And so he's scored in five of the past seven games against the Rams. So look to him to, to have a big day as well. Now, I don't have a specific prop bet, but let me tell you, put your money on Debo motherfucking Samuel. God, I love watching that guy play football, dude. I could, I could watch him read the yellow pages and he would make it entertaining. Yeah, Debo, I, yeah, I really love, and I love the way Shanahan utilizes him 
he gets him involved in all the different parts of the game, short, medium, and long. And it really and it really destabilizes defenses. Yeah, and then he threw them on special teams when they needed it. Well, let me tell you, dude, we, you know, well, first of all, we've been good on the money line in the playoffs. And money line Maddie has come through a bunch this season for y'all. And I got one more money line Maddie up my sleeve right now. And it's going to your San Francisco 49ers who are going to the fucking Super Bowl. They're my money line Maddie pick this week. Oh. Oh. Hey, sorry, Maddie. Just to uh, back the truck up for a second, what was the prop bet on Debo? Oh, it was just bet on anything Debo's doing. Oh, okay. There was no specific prop bet. It's Debo's awesome. So whatever they've got, take the over and you will win. So if you see Debo in a prop, it's either yes or over. Is that correct? Yes. So what are you thinking on the uh, outcome of this game, my friend? This is your account. And I like we were texting uh, la- in the last game. I mean, like it was so stressful for you. This is going to be a, a nail biter. 49ers, 78, Rams, 13. My stone cold lock of the century. Oh, Matthew, before we go. Yes, sir. I'd like to put a charge out to our listeners. Um, we're not going to be doing a show next week, but we will be doing one early the following week, in which will include prop bets, teasers, sides, really getting down to the nitty-gritty, some trivia questions. But... On our Facebook fan page, if you've got a recipe that you'd like to share for a Super Bowl snack, please share it with us, and then we will mention the winner on our next episode. So a little bit of a contest. This one has no losers because everyone gets Super Bowl snacks. Yummy! Well, thank you for listening to the conference championship weekend of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud so you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional goodies. And from the Cosa Nostra Studios, for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in on Super Bowl week on the same bet channel. Sayonara. I tried to tell them we back and we never left and we got heart Levi Stadium starting to feel like candlestick part Uh-oh. Gold-blooded, my neck is frozen with diamonds from 40 Be on the field with the lineman big time Fixture, Niner faithful, old school like an Impala Ask Burton Hanks and the homie Ricky Ward Take a picture, them was my neighbors in 96 R.I.P. Dwight Clark, the catch Legendary, I'm a Niner forever like Rice and Lock Forget T.O. Niner Empire into the world Who power. are we? Bang Bang Niner Gang Niner Gang Bang Bang Niner Gang Bang bang niner guy. Niner guy. Bang bang niner guy. Who are we? Bang bang.
we bang bang niner gang bang bang niner gang bang bang niner gang bang bang niner gang who are we bang bang niner gang